Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bibles, notebooks, and pens. As always, as I teach in prayer, remember the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. So prayer has some teachings, but this is our morning prayer meeting. Amen? We teach and we pray to maintain that atmosphere of prayer. Today we are getting into a very important topic. I believe this is the pillar of every successful work of God. I believe this is the hinge point that holds the door to every successful work of God. Amen? We are talking about a culture of allegiance. A culture of allegiance. And the subtopic is loyalty and disloyalty. Every house of God should have a sense of allegiance. Every work of God should have a sense of allegiance. The Bible says that Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Then he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Jesus went to his disciples and said, follow me. Follow me. That is allegiance. Followers have an allegiance. Before anyone is put in an office, they take what is called an oath of allegiance. In every nation, we pledge an allegiance to that nation. If you are a citizen of a nation, the best kind of citizens have an allegiance to that nation. When you get married, there is what is called the swearing ceremony or the giving of your oath where you say your vow and your vow. After that, you sit down and sign your marriage certificate. What you're doing is signing your allegiance to the marriage. Are we together? So anything of significance and importance is requiring allegiance. Are we together? Anything of importance in your life will require allegiance. So we're talking about this culture of allegiance. How do you build a culture of allegiance? How do you pray in a culture of allegiance? And why is allegiance important? 
How many of you think this is a good topic? If you think it's a good topic, give God three great amens. Write this point down. Anything I do in life that is important to me will require allegiance. Any stories that Jesus told were centered on allegiance. The writer sang the song, I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all I am, with all I have. I will seek to honor his commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. The story of the prodigal son has an undertone of, has an overtone, sorry, of restoration. But the undertone is a lack of allegiance. Are you understanding? The story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the transference of the covenant was based on one thing, allegiance. The story of the kings of Israel, the Bible tells us the kings were defined by how much they had an allegiance to God. Are we together? The Bible tells us that King Solomon was a great king. But at the end of his life, the Bible describes a lack of allegiance to God. That his wives sidetracked him and distracted him from his allegiance to God. So the father, David, was known to be a man after God's own heart. But the son lost it because he had an allegiance to the women in his life, but not to God. And today, if I asked somebody in the church who the sons of Solomon were, not many people even know, or you have to think about it. Allegiance will define posterity. If you're a person who's disloyal, it will not just affect you. It will affect you, your children, and your children's children. Lack of allegiance and loyalty communicates across generations. Lack of commitment, lack of faithfulness, lack of allegiance, which people do in selfishness, in selfish desires, lack of it affects your generation. There are people who their children were meant to be great missionaries, great preachers, great people in God. But because mother and father gave up on the work of Christ, today their children are nobodies. Somebody say, God forbid. God forbid. The work of the Lord is always generational. Generational. What you begin, your children, spiritual and natural, will continue. 
God does not see us as individuals. He sees us as our legacy. And when there is no allegiance, you cut off the legacy. Write this point. Allegiance is the principal qualification of every minister. The number one qualification, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. The number one qualification of your Christian life and your servanthood is not to be good at your job. Number one qualification is not that you're good at what you do. You don't have to be the best usher, the best preacher, the best whatever. The number one qualification, 1 Corinthians 4.2, the Bible says, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Be found faithful. Be found faithful. When you see, like, my son here, my preaching partner, these two are my sons, by the way, When you see them play instruments, I know who they are going to be based on how faithful they are to that thing. If someone is faithful in one thing, they are faithful in all things. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. If someone is faithful in one thing, they are faithful in all things. It's the truth. If you're dating a man and the man is unstable at a job, unstable in areas of his life like paying his bills, I assure you, and I'm not prophesying, I'm just telling you the facts, he will be unstable in the marriage. Unstable in all his ways. Faithfulness, allegiance, stability operates in a person's life in all areas of their life. So if you find somebody who comes and says, oh, I want to, uh, to, to apply for a job at this company. And when you look at their resume, they have changed jobs every two months. Guess how long it will be before they leave you. <laughs> right? Right? Unless you pay them, if you pay them well, maybe they'll stay three months. But two weeks or so, you start to have problems. So it is even with church members. Someone says, oh, last week I was at so-and-so's church. The week before I was at so-and-so's church. But I have come here and this is the best church ever. They said that everywhere. Are you ready to have a real conversation? They said it everywhere. Every, everywhere that was their best pastor. Because disloyalty and lack of allegiance is a lifestyle. 
Oh, I'm helping somebody choose their husband and their wife nicely. Tell your neighbor it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Lift up your voice and tell the Lord, if there is any lack of allegiance in my life, my God, I don't want, I don't want this thing in my life, Lord. Lord, make me a person of allegiance. Make me a person in my relationships, Lord. All these people I've dated, Lord, help me. All these places I've been, Lord, help me. Lift up your voice and ask the Lord, Lord, help me, my daddy. Help me, Jehovah. Lord, make us loyal in life. Make us have an allegiance. Let our yes be yes. And our no be no, my God. In Jesus' mighty name. The culture of allegiance also helps us fight the fifth column. It helps us fight a fifth column. How many of you have seen the movie called Troy? Troy, T-R-O-Y. They, in Troy, there was something called a Trojan horse. The Trojan horse was a gift. Troy was a city that was called a fortified city. The walls were strong. The army was strong. And Troy was attacked one day. And the city could not fall. It had strong warriors. It had a strong defense. And one day... When the Greeks, I believe, came, was it the Greeks or the Romans? The Romans came against Troy. What they did was they made this beautiful horse as a gift. And inside the belly of a horse, they had put their army. And they sent it to Troy as a gift and said, thank you. Troy received the gifts and put it in the middle of their city. And in the middle of the night, the army that was in the belly came out. And they destroyed one of the strongest cities in the world. From within. From within. They destroyed it from within. When you cannot be destroyed from without, the devil sends something within. And if you don't know how to see it, you think it's something good, you think it's something that's helping you, but it is actually a fifth column. One day, they needed to bring down a great city. The word fifth column. They needed to bring down a great city. And the king of that city was building a monument, like a temple. And this temple was the place where every national member can come and worship. And when they wanted to build the city, as they did in the olden days, they sent out for they sent out for architects and builders and said, give us the world's best to build our king his best place. When they sent them, one, one of the architects and the builders, one of the contractors and the architects, was sent to apply for the job 
by the enemy. And the enemy told them, as you design and build the building, I want you to choose what is called the cornerstone. The main stone, the fifth column in that city. And I want you to make the fifth column of so-and-so type of stone. I want you to build your fifth column with this and this type of stone. So they built this great place of worship. They built it. And the, the architect of the building was an agent of the enemy. And as the building went up, they took just one stone in the column and changed it with the one that they had been told to change it with. Oh, the place was beautiful when it was done. It was big and beautiful. So on the day of celebration of the opening of this beautiful temple, this beautiful house, they invited every important person in the city. And the enemy sent one soldier and said, when you get there and everyone is in the building, there will be a column. When you count one, two, three, four, five, the fifth column will have a stone that looks like this and that. And when everyone is gathered in the city, strike it. Billions were spent. People were gathered. And from the inside, when that man struck that one stone, this building that had taken years to build, billions and billions to establish, began to crumble like Legos, to crumble like a stack of cards, because one of them was the fifth column. One was weak. Imagine the patience of that enemy. You will wait for the architects, you will wait for the general contractors just to destroy a city in one day. Church, let me teach you something. The fifth column is something you never need to forget. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. When you look at your children, you should check, is there disloyalty somewhere in them? Do I see signs of, of, of an issue? Because that issue will become a fifth column. I will tell you more about that fifth column. One more example of the fifth column. There was an army general who aimed to conquer a city. And he was standing against the city. His soldiers were defeated. His soldiers were tired. And they asked, how are we going to win this city? We've been fighting for a long time. We're tired. And he looked at his soldiers and said, worry not. Here comes our fifth column. 
And the moment he said those words, parachuters, parachutes, people with parachutes, were dropped into the middle of the city. And the war was won because of the warfare from above that came straight to the center of the city. When the devil cannot win from the outside, he finds the weakest column inside. When the devil cannot destroy a department from the outside, he finds the most carnal, the person with the most secret sin, the hidden sin, and tells them to go and break up the columns. Church, open your eyes and recognize the fifth column. Open your eyes and understand the fifth column. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sit with your mom. Sit with your mommy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, we stand against the fifth column. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord God. We stand Help against us, the fifth God. column, my God. Yes, Father. In, in the, the mighty name, name of Jesus Christ. In the name of We stand Jesus, against the fifth column, my Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. That Lord, we are strong from the inside and strong from the outside in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we have a culture of allegiance in the mighty name of Jesus to the glory and to the honor of the Almighty God. John chapter 14, verse 30. John 14, verse 30. John 14, 30. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's okay. It's okay. It's good. Let, let the, don't stop the children from coming. Let them get used to the altar. Let them get used to holding a microphone. You're raising Jesus. a preacher. In the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John 14, verse 30. This, this is their church. This is their church. It is. It is. This is their church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Amen. Read John 14, 30. Yes, Lord. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Yes. The prince of this world comes, yes. but has nothing in me. If you want to be a person of allegiance, you must be willing to say these things. The prince of this world is coming. The devil is attacking. The devil is coming, but has nothing in me. In me. Nothing in me. There is a cloth, a piece of cloth if you have a coat like mine, you can find one thread, one simple thread. And if you pull that thread, the whole coat is gone. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like the whole thing is gone. That thread is that fifth column. That thread is that thread that holds the coat together. 
when Jesus was saying, has nothing in me, what he was saying is he cannot find something to pull. You understand? If, if you're in a marriage, love your wife fully. Love her good, her bad, her ugly. Your husband, love them fully. Because what you don't like. You know, there's, there's uh, uh, an ungodly, carnal idea that, oh, you like me, but you don't love me. Or, you know, we say stupid things like that. Like this, I like this, but I don't like this. What you're exposing is what the devil should use. Are you understanding? Maybe you don't like the clothes being on the floor. But if you let the clothes being on the floor be a big problem, soon enough, they become the reason for division. It's the truth. It's the truth. Be careful that the devil has nothing in you. Samuel, the prophet, and this is how we should all look to be as ministers. Samuel, the prophet, when Israel chose to have their own king, Samuel said, okay, you've chosen to have your own king? Fine. I'll give you a king. Then the Bible tells us that Samuel went to Israel and called the whole city and said, if there is anyone who can tell me one thing I have done wrong, or if there is anyone who I have stolen anything from, or feels like I've taken anything from them, please stand up and say now, and I will pay you up to five times. Samuel said, he's a prophet leaving, and said, if I have done you any wrong, please tell me, so I can make it right. I can make it right. Please, please, please listen to your pastor. Transitions happen. Life happens. But if anyone can say this person did this and this wrong, you're buying yourself a curse. You're, you're putting in a fifth column in your life. Even in career and your job, if you get a new job, then you send your, form, your current employer, at, what do we call it, two-week notice. I'm done, goodbye, see you later, find someone else. And you go. Where you go, they will ask you for something called references. And your reference can become a fifth column to destroy your life. One day, one day, one day. It's true. It's true. Even if you're a contractor, you do a bad job, a bad job, they will give you bad reviews. They will give you bad reviews because of how you finished a thing. Are you understanding this allegiance? Allegiance is a lifestyle. Christians should not be these people who live 
Relationships leave things in conflict. Leave in conflict. You, you, you see, the, 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 the idea of promotion and transition is very attractive. But remember, with every promotion, the devil is there waiting. Oh, the devil is waiting. The devil is waiting. Somebody gets angry at church and they write a long letter of how they were wronged and they leave. In that anger, you're not harming the church. The church may lose a little bit because you're not there. But long term, where you go, the same thing you did here, just give it a few weeks or a few years. Give it a few years. Soon enough, the cycle. Church, I know people who have disconnected from the altars of God and even till today have never been stable before, ever again. They've never found stability ever again. But let, let, let my life be a testimony to you. I left this church and went to Bible school. And when we were in Bible school, maintained a great relationship, maintained a level of allegiance to our pastor. And God blessed us tremendously. And when we came back, it was like we never left. We came back and sat behind. Pastor said, no, come sit here in front. Like we never left. Like we never left. This thing of, see you, call me or find me on my inbox. <laughs> the one person you're harming is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The fifth column. Do you know, do you know, when you can go before God and tell the Lord, search me, if there be any wicked ways in me, take them out. When I know in my heart, church, can I, can I just open my heart to you? The reason why I can preach the way I can, I can trust people in the church. You know, I can travel. I was here all through COVID. I was in America. The church in Africa did not shake, did nothing happened. Became stronger. 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 Because I know there is no disloyalty in me. There is no, it's not in me. It's not in me. The, that, that, that nonsense is not in me. Today, Pastor Parsley, Bishop Margaret, they have no worries about this and that. If something is said, we talk and I explain my side and this is my understanding of it. And that's it. Do you know the peace it gives me to be able to minister freely? Freely. But if I was these Preachers who are disloyal 
Imagine if I was these preachers who, for this year, I tell you, this is my spiritual father. Then next year, hey, by the way, church, this one's anointing has reduced. So today I am on this side. Even the people will be confused. Because you don't know what legacy you're of. That is exactly what is happening to some people and their children. Yesterday you were calling this person pastor. Then next time you're calling this one pastor. Then next time you're calling this one pastor. Where are you loyal to? And then your children grow up. And to them, that is how they see the church. That is how they see the church. Allegiance. The fifth column, I hope you've written this note down, affects us. It affects us. It's an internal effect. Church, how many places, and I'm talking about place of work, jobs, have you left that today you can call your former employer, have lunch, have good conversations, or even call them and tell them you want your job back and they'll give it to you? You gotta be real. You gotta be real. But all those things affect us. Accept it. They affect you. And if you don't leave with a blessing, you leave with something else. I'll show you that throughout the week. The devil always chooses to fight from within. Judas was a fifth column of the devil. For three years, Judas walked with Jesus. And the devil knew when it comes time to betray him, I know exactly who I'm going to use. The fifth column comes from within. Are we together? Proverbs 22, verse 10. Proverbs 22, verse 10. The Bible says, Cast out the corner." And contentions shall cease. One, two, three, read. And contentions shall go out. Yea, uh -huh. strife and reproach shall cease. Cast out this corner. There is one person in the midst who's causing all this trouble. And you don't have to tear everything up. Find that fifth column and take it out and everything will be good. Everything will be good. Can I tell you a secret of church work? A secret of church work, if a department is having problems and you move one person from that department to somewhere else, you solve all the problems of the department. You saw, hey, church, departments don't struggle because of lack of process, lack of willing people. Volunteers are willing, volunteers desire, volunteers want to work. But just, just move one person a little bit and you will just see, like, it's like, it's like uh, the Holy Ghost feels that place. Things just begin to, to flourish. 
and you changed nothing else but that person. Today, their pastors, if they just fired their assistant, the whole church will grow. Yeah. But how many of you know sometimes that person is the hardest to move? They are the hardest. They, that one is the hardest. Do you know if this building, for example, where is our fifth column? It's like this column is holding the roof. For me to move that column, if it has a problem, how many of you know it's going to cost us a lot of money? How many of you know our east location, when I'm standing on the pulpit, behind me there is a column. That is the fifth column for the whole stage, that side of the building. Pastor Davis has wanted to move it for years. I've wanted to move it for years. It will cost us 67000 to move that column from there to here. Just to the side. It will cost us that much. So when you find people who don't understand loyalty and disloyalty, to move them is difficult. And let me tell you the truth. After you move them, <laughs> that same devil can pop up somewhere else. The best thing to do is teach people to recognize disloyalty. And they will know. They will know. They'll know that bishop, the church, and pastor have to be okay with this person. Because they are expensive to move. But they will identify disloyalty. When you teach on loyalty and disloyalty and a culture of allegiance, people will pick up the phone and they hear the voice of disloyalty. And they okay, Judas is calling me today. Okay, huh? Yeah, hello? Uh, yes, okay. Uh -huh. uh, okay, bye-bye. Thank you. And hang up and they are not affected. People who call to complain... People who call and use words like I'm done, it's over. Not, not, not talking about what the altars have done for them. But they talk about what they've done for the altar and how they are done with the altar. Somebody say, Lord, help us. Somebody say, Lord, help us. Everyone on your feet, lift up your voice and pray. Tell the Lord, don't let me be that fifth column that is used to destroy your worker. Lord, lift, lift, lift up your voice and pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. We that there is nothing God, in me. Nothing that he has in me, nothing Lord in God. me. Lift up that your voice. Nothing in These me, are Lord serious God. prayers. There's nothing in me, Lord God. There's nothing, Lord God. But the Holy Ghost. eternal, Lord God. There's nothing, Lord God. We decree John 14 and 30, Lord God, that when the enemy comes, he has nothing in us, Lord God. We decree it right now in the name of Jesus. We decree Proverbs 22 and 10, Lord God, that you cast out the scoffer, Lord God, that you cast out the contention, Lord God, that the contention shall leave in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that strife shall cease, O God, that reproach shall cease, O God, 
God, that this loyalty and faithfulness, Lord God, shall cease, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that it shall not take root in us, Lord God, that it will be removed from us right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the enemy will not use it to destroy what you have built, Lord God, to destroy what we have built, Father God, to destroy the legacy in us, Lord God. Lord God, remove it right now, Lord God, so that you, Lord God, can be glorified, yes, so that Lord. you can be glorified, Lord yes, God. Lord. Nothing within us, Father, yes, Jesus. that goes against your will. Everyone say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come before you, I come before just, you. As I am, my just as I am, my God. You chose me as I am, with all my mistakes, with all my failures, with all my disappointments. Lord, your word requires that I am found faithful. Your word requires of every steward. That's me. That's me. That I'm found faithful. That I'm found faithful. Lord, faithfulness, Lord, faithfulness is your character. Is your character. Lord, deposit, Lord, deposit your, character your character on the inside of me. On the inside of let, me. Faithfulness, let faithfulness, let allegiance, let, allegiance, let, loyalty, let loyalty be my foundation. Be my foundation. Let, me be let me be a servant, a servant who's, loyal who's loyal to the cause, to the cause of Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, let me be, let me be a, servant a servant who's faithful, who's faithful to, the grace to the grace and the work of God. The work of God. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, if there be, if there be anything, in me anything in me that is not like you, not like right, you now, right now, I stand, I stand in, John 14, verse 30, in John 14, verse 30, and I declare, and I declare take, out take out any words, any words of Satan, of Satan that are in me that are in me out 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 of my mind, out of my, mind, out of my spirit, out of my, spirit, out of my being, out of my being, in the mighty name, the mighty name of, Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ. If there be, if there be any wickedness, any wickedness in, me, in me, I stand, I stand on, Psalms 51. on Psalms 51. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out, my God. Take it out, my God. Purge me with hyssop that I may be clean. Wash me and I will be clean. From this day on, From this day on I, stand I stand in my position. In my position. I'm, committed I'm committed to your word, to your, word, to your, grace, to your grace, to what you've called me to, what you've called to, do. Me to do. Father, I thank you Father, I thank for you. those who you've committed unto me. You committed unto me. I ask you, I ask you to, first of all, to first of all make me faithful. Make me faithful. Make me faithful. Make me faithful. Make me loyal. Make me loyal. So that they will be loyal. So that they will to be the loyal. glory and to the honor to the of your mighty name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus Put name. your hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Every hand lifted in this place. Father, we thank you that we are a culture of allegiance. We are men and women who are committed to your work, committed to your ways, committed to what you're doing in our lives. Lord, our allegiance first is to you and to your work, my God. I thank you, Lord, that we are raising a culture of allegiance. Loyalty, Loyalty. 
in your house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.